0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. Before we begin, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I want to give you guys a warm welcome. If you enjoy this episode, please make sure to send it over to your friends. They might also enjoy this podcast, and there are a lot of other interviews that I've done with other dreamers, so make sure to check them out as well. Today, I'm joined over Zoom with Mariana Monzon. How are you doing, Mariana?
1: i'm doing great thank you abby so glad to be here
0: uh yeah it's great to have you here i'm really excited to get uh delve into your your story and uh how you've gone to where you are today um if you could please share a little bit of background where you're from um i'll add just to it um we did an interview with your dad uh, on one of the previous episodes so if you guys want to check that episode out it would also give a little bit of structure Uh, Before you continue on this episode or just check it out after you finish listening to this episode (laughs) Um, So yeah, please if you could give us a little bit of background uh, where you're from And uh, then we'll get into some questions here and there. I'll jump in
1: Okay Um, Well, i'm from mexico originally. Um, I moved here with my family when I was four and a half Um, My family and I really love like our Mexican culture and I think that's been a really big part of just like being in Canada it almost like becomes even more exaggerated and just like you kind of miss home but being Canada obviously you have a lot to offer one being that I had amazing treatment um, possibilities when I got cancer when I was 14 um, and that was one of the biggest like moments in my life that really pivoted um, our whole family's agenda and like how we think about life um, so from when I was 14 till I was 17, I had cancer and I went on undergone uh, treatment. It was a acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, and that one's the one in the blood that starts in the bone marrow. Um, so I had to have chemo and a bunch of different other treatment doses.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so for those who, uh, you know, I'll just give a little background for our families yeah. of how ev- how we're connected. Oh, yes,
1: sorry. oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's
0: fine. Um, so our families, when when we moved to Canada, my family, uh, our parents became really good friends. And then our whole families, we just started going out uh, on yes. trips and hanging out all the time. And we were really connected families because we were both Mexican and we shared this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we heard the news that Mariana had cancer, we, we were very supportive and, and always wanted to be mm-hmm. there uh, for you. and uh, yes if you, if you could maybe talk about that um that that journey you know that that roller coaster that was receiving the news and I, and i think i want to also connect it just for people um it doesn't necessarily have to be cancer it could it could be mm-hmm. something else in life that uh whether a family member passing away or any tragic news that people might hear how you went about receiving it at first and mm-hmm. then the process of moving through the treatment and also moving through the mental uh, situation. Maybe talk to that a little bit.
1: Um, Well, when I received the news, I was in the mindset that we were going to go to Mexico for Christmas. So it was literally like the 21st that I got diagnosed. Um, And that was the day we were supposed to get on the airplane. So mentally I was like not in the headspace to receive the news. And I was still feeling like very kiddish about it. Um, I remember sitting down with a doctor and he told me, okay, you have cancer, you have leukemia. Um, and I kind of just like, didn't really grasp what cancer was. So I, the first thing I thought was like, well, okay, we'll just give me the medicine and I can get on my plane. So like, that was just how I was receiving it until he finally sat down with me. He's like, no, this is going to be three years. This is going to be a long treatment. It's going to be hard to endure. Um, but you have family. We're going to take good care of you. And then i just asked him like can you fix me and he's like i'll try and i and I still know the doctor to this day i see him regularly he's awesome but um basically the biggest thing was having family and friends like you um like oh my goodness like having you guys you guys came so often to, to see me and that was amazing i mean again like we were talking i, I didn't really talk about that but like you guys are, are family friends and like i saw you so often And like, you're just part of my life. And so when I got to see you during cancer, like seeing friends and just getting to talk and distract me, um, just even the little like things like when I was in pain or having nausea, like having friends over really got me through like just ignoring that and just focusing on like what's important, which is you guys, which is talking with you guys in that moment. And I mean, everybody's life could be short or long. So like, I just took every day by day. I think that was the main thing was day by day really got me through, um, the heartache of like just the pain and like, just not knowing what was going to happen in the next Mm -hmm. couple of weeks or whatever it was. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that was the main thing was like family and friends really got me through it. And like, God for me really got me through it. So like mentally, that was where I was able to really just smoothly glide through the treatment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a roller coaster for your friends and family as well. But uh, yes, (laughs) one thing I can say for certain is we'd ever whenever we would visit you, you'd always have this smile on your face and this positivity uh, always even through the struggles that, you know, uh, cancer is. Um, And I think that positive attitude, where do you think uh, you get that uh, smiling attitude to constantly be? smiling at life if you know at all where it comes from
1: (laughs) honestly i think again back to family um i've always been taught to just like push through just smile like if you give a smile to someone else like then you're branding someone else's day um so in a way like like people around me were being happy for me even though they were like like, I mean, deep down, they're probably really sad to see me suffer. Like, I think, I think if I saw someone else suffer, I think I'd be worse than me going through it. So I can't imagine them seeing me. But because they had such a positive attitude around me as well, and the nurses also and the doctors and the friends, honestly, I just kind of like, what's, what's the point of being sad? You know, it's more just like, it's better to be happy and smiling and feeling good than just being brought down with like a roller coaster of like a spiraling down like because I, I truly believe that laughter is medicine like it's good medicine and being positive almost honestly made me feel really good so I'm like why would I why would I not smile
0: <laughs> right no I, I completely agree with you I think that's a very stoic way of thinking of if you can't really <laughs> uh, look you know if you can't do something about the bad then you might as well do the with what you got Mm -hmm. and be positive about the things that you do have. And I I completely agree with you. After recording the episode, Mariana reached out and said she wanted to add this little anecdote. So here's a little anecdote that helped her out during her time when she had uh, cancer. So here it is.
1: Because during cancer, um, I remember when I was bald and everything, um, you had made a fundraiser um, to be able to... Was, was it for Cancer Society? I can't remember what specific... It was
0: the... something in my school uh, that they did yes. every year where mm-hmm. you raise money to uh, donate to a specific organization and then they give you in return daffodils, um, some yes. flowers. So,
1: so you had a huge bouquet for me of daffodils. <laughs> and I remember how much that lighted my whole face like I remember receiving the daffodils and had them next to me and honestly like acts like that just really motivated me and made me feel like refreshed again like okay like you know everything's awesome and like there's so many people who care for me and like I can fight this so I just wanted to add that because I remember that being a really really special day so and I want to thank you because that was so fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was I mean it was great to go and see you I mean just also, like, um, Mariana's family lived in, in uh, Mississauga, and we lived in Toronto, so it wasn't very often that we hung out. but when we did, it was, mm-hmm. like, really fun hangouts, um, yes. either trips or downtown, uh, so it was it was great to just go see you and, and give you the flowers, because, I mean, when people are struggling, you have to light up their day in any way, and even when people aren't mm-hmm. struggling, I think, uh, a lot of times, yeah. we have to Uh, whether it be a smile or whether it be just flowers to anyone, we just have to be kind to others. You know, so it's it's very important. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's I I think that's a really good point. It's like, it's I feel like yes, things like these, like really tragic events, like really push us to think differently. But like you said, like honestly, like anybody deserves flowers. Anybody deserves a smile and just to kind of like push in the day because everybody's struggling with something. So I think that's yeah, it's it's very
0: true. And you know, I'll even add um. Since we're talking about uh, doing specific actions only in tragic Mm -hmm. situations, uh, I think when people encounter tragedy, uh, that's when they Mm -hmm. kind of reach out to the loved ones and and, and kind of get that slap in the face of how fragile life can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure if I actually share this with you, but I mean, me personally, when I was in the army, I, mm. I uh, unfortunately, one of my friends was killed in, uh, in an attack. Oh. Uh, so when that I'm happened, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was very sad. But um, one thing that is amazing that, w- w- that happened with, in my life after that, that happened is I started reaching out to a lot of people and just just saying hello and just catching up. And, mm. and it's, it's almost similar type of thought of, you know, giving those flowers of reaching out, but to other people. And it really helped yeah. me get through that situation, uh, because mm-hmm. I was feeling, um, I at that time, my friend and I weren't in the same, uh, unit, like we were a bit like in separate, oh, okay. uh, tasks, but in the mm-hmm. ta- like he was somewhere else and, but we had trained together for like an entire year. Um, oh. So, so, yeah, it was very, very tough, and you, you, I mean, you just never know, and you, you never know what to happen in life so it 's important to for for all those listening and also mariana it's important to just reach out and tell people that you love them and that you really care that they're there in in your life because um, mm-hmm. you never know whether it might be you or it might be them, God forbid, um, and it, it, life is so precious that we just gotta be with smiles with each other in good times even in t- crazy times like today where we yes. can't even leave our houses we must smile and try to think positively because like you said earlier yes you might as well smile because <laughs> why not
1: <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh thanks for sharing abby yeah no i totally agree with that
0: wow take okay. the
1: life by the horns and just give it a smile <laughs>
0: yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, so transitioning for from that, once you you, yes. you finish the whole treatment, uh, you've now also gotten into the world of creativity and drawing and you know just being a, a creative. Uh, can you share with the listeners what you've been doing lately? I know there's there's the comic and there's a lot of graphic yes. work. So if you could maybe talk to that a little bit, share the stories there.
1: Well, um, during treatment. Um, My dad and I would create a bunch of short stories just to like pass the time, or just to have fun, or like feel like we're, I'm doing something creative while I was going through treatment. Because there was a lot of times where I felt like, well, I'm not in school, I'm not really doing anything with my life. But my dad would always tell me like, your number one goal is to get healthy. So I was like, okay. But at the same time, we were both thinking like, what can you do? What can? How can you motivate others? Like you said, like, like we had the positive attitude. So how can I share that? How can I make other people who are going through really hard time feel better? So. In um, the time to make myself feel better, I made a story about a little cell that was a queen, and that she would she was going around helping me um, defeat all the bad guys, all the cancer around my body, and like so mentally, I created a little um, imaginary friend essentially to like feel like someone was fighting for me because essentially my body was fighting against me, so it was nice to know that there was like one person that was fighting for me. So um that was kind of like the the main stem of the concept for my comic and then this year during covid and having a baby and having a lot of family and friends to like take care of my baby while i was like starting off um kind of like brought up my motivation to like right now is the time to start this comic and even though i was like well i'm not ready um i don't know anything about digital art i don't know where to start i just kind of like use the time between taking care of Monty and breastfeeding and all that stuff to just watch YouTube videos um, of artists and explaining like how to start digital art, how to do line art, how to do, um, how to fill in, how to be more efficient with your production. And then like, I got really motivated. And then basically I set off on this crazy roller coaster ride of like in between every two hour feed, I would sit down and I would just draw the heck out of my comic for three months. It was one month of prep, and I created the characters, and, like, it was really fun to see how it developed, because I'm not a colorful person. I would have done, like, sepias and blacks and whites, but for some reason, after seeing Monty, like, my story just, I'm like, okay, it needs to be more colorful, or it needs to be more, like, happiness, because it is a pretty tough subject, and my audience was kids and teens, Mm -hmm. so I made it whimsical and made these characters just really... Colorful and crazy, and the world's really fun. So, like, I think it was a really cool adventure for myself to like see how I imagined the world in my head, um, and then basically the comic and the story uh, came out really cool. <laughs> That's really incredible. <laughs>
0: and so, what was that process like? Of I guess knowing very little to you know doing that grind of learning. Um, if you may, maybe even some practical, if any of the listeners would ever want to get into digital art, what mm-hmm. would you say is the first step? Like, which YouTube video or which tool do they need to get or app? Like, what was your process like to get more into it?
1: Well, actually, there was one video in particular that I watched at least seven to, or maybe 11 times. It's only 11 minutes. Um, and basically, um, he they gave me, there's like, there are animators for. Really big companies, and they gave me really specific and key points on how to start um, one character design and then color and then shape, so like i 'm a very complex drawer, so I was wondering how I could make my characters so that I could draw them over and over again without feeling burnt out and so I simplified um like crazy, but thanks to this video, um give me one second i don't know if I can find it, but um, man, I was like. <laughs> Not if not then really i
0: can wonderful. i'll just link it in the in the show notes and okay you'll, you'll send it to me let's later. do that yeah. yeah
1: so an amazing amazing um animators 11 minutes and it really changed the way i saw um drawing and specifically mm. for comics so um yeah so like i feel like that really started off my first like okay i can do this then mm. second was um not getting an expensive um I had like a really inexpensive um drawing pad, but I also had a I happened to have an iPad on me. So what I did was I downloaded um a little app called Infinite Painter. You pay eleven dollars for the full app. Um and I was able to just start doodling and sketching and it has layers. And thanks to that app, I was able to design my characters while breastfeeding Monty. So like it was a very fast, quick way to like really just get going without having an excuse and to the not multi-ta- do it.
0: the multitasking mom. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, because I I don't think I could have done it if I didn't do it in between all those little moments. So that yeah, again, like I was trying to like how can I do this without having excuses to stop? So that was the main thing. So like having that small app. Then after that, I did I created my first chapter with a small drawing pad that I I have had for like maybe 12 years. Um and it's bamboo, and then I was drawing on it with um Photoshop. So I just used Photoshop. I happen to know Photoshop since I was young because my dad taught me all that but yeah um, if
0: in order to understand <laughs> how mariana knows photoshop you have to really check out the episode with chos <laughs> I, I think i think also that's a big uh thing that we learned from your dad as well like my family yes. is is that the self-education right like mm-hmm. I, I think uh a lot of society now is shifting to that whole like learning online first of all with zoom um mm-hmm. And then also with just searching for information yourself, like who you don't always need a specific institution to tell you, to give you that license to start drawing because you have the degree or because you have the, the teacher guiding you through it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's almost uh, um, giving yourself that permission to give it a shot and fail and try and, I don't know if you can talk to that of like how yeah. you also approach the whole the whole concept.
1: Um, well, um, so I, I did find it was, I've had this block of like, I can't do it. Like I, I should have, like, I could have gone to school for it. Um, again, like the whole, like I had so many excuses because I'm like, I'm not professional. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I think the big block was doing the actual um, storyboard. Like, cause I was doing a webtoon, so I had to do the comic in a linear manner. So I draw like all the way down the Photoshop file, um, which I could also uh, I don't know, if explain or, but it's I think it's more a little more complicated. But yeah, right. like basically, it's it's more just the sizing of it that mattered. Right. But basically, I think I did a quick I did sketch. I did I, um, my husband being my my main thing was, it doesn't have to be pretty if your storyboard does not have to be pretty, because like what you're going to make pretty is when you actually start to do the liner and the colors and add everything onto it. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, it has to be perfect. It has to be pretty. And I'm a perfectionist, but that way that's why I haven't started anything in regards to my comic because I'm a perfectionist. So, so he sit next to me uh, while Monty was asleep from like for three hours in between middle of the night. And he's like, you're going to do the storyboard whether it's bad or not. So I was like, okay. So I ended up, three hours just sitting down, almost crying a little bit because it was a little like grinding to just start um, and just just did my whole storyboard. And by the end of it, I felt so accomplished. And I'm like, okay, I have the storyboard and now all I have to do is line art and art and color, which took me maybe three or four days. But um, <laughs> it was, I think that was the hard part is the mental, like just getting you know, past The, the your planning,
0: own. like the whole, yeah, the big picture yes. kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. So, like
1: I had the story and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to like, because the thing is, you can also go into a loop of like, let me just plan, like I said, plan, plan, plan. And let me just, yeah. Write notes yeah. I think, I think just, uh, it's,
0: they, some people refer to it planning paralysis.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had that. Um, but, but I guess because I had such a time restraint with Monty, I didn't, I didn't get the chance to do that. And that was good. Um, <laughs> So I like got over my planning paralysis. I did the storyboard and then basically in between feeds, I just sat down and just drew and I just kind of got into a, a routine daily. And then after that, I just kind of, it became like um, just sick, second nature. Um, so that was really cool to experience like that. I can actually get it done.
0: Wow. I, um, I love how yeah. you have this uh, uh, another human, depending on you that ended up helping <laughs> you schedule your day. You know, I, yes. I think <laughs> I think that's amazing. That's that's wonderful. This is definitely a story that he's gonna hear when he's older. It's like, you helped me make mm-hmm. this happen.
1: <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I like I I told him a lot. I was like, Thank you for being <laughs> born right now. <laughs> a lot. Like this is perfect.
0: That's that's um, wonderful how I mean a lot the first of times
1: chapter was oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. We have the a slight delay on Zoom. Uh, I was gonna say that. A lot of times uh, when people have newborns, it's like, oh, got to stop life and and just take care of the newborn. So I love it how you've been able to <laughs> mix and actually benefit from it within your mm-hmm. career as well, you know?
1: Yes. Um, I will say it was like slightly stressful um, when it came to, to like get hitting the deadlines for the Webtoon contest. That was part of it. That was partly why I also pushed myself because it was a contest. So I had a deadline but um, I did find on the days where I had to like my own personal deadline to meet all three because there's three chapters within a span of two months um, I think I could feel Monty also stress, and there was the days where I was like I would pass on my stress to him so there was days where I was like oh am I doing the right thing by like doing this right now when he's a newborn and he's growing and he's like developing but um, I still managed to like like just kind of like get rid of the deadline and then focus again. And then he was fine. So I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I felt really bad a little bit, but I was like, okay, everything's fine. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Okay. Um, so now if you could maybe talk to um, some mental, I guess you could call it tools to mm-hmm. switch you into the the working and grinding mood you know from mm-hmm. from the times when you're just up in the air or with family to like making that switch what kind of thing goes through your head in order to make that transition is it just sitting down and i'm doing this or, i mean yeah
1: <laughs> um well in the case of my comic um because i was so i think in the moment driven and i knew where i was headed like i had a i had a like i had point a and point b very clear for me um, it was almost like I would be with my family, like with my family, I'd be with my friends, I would be with Monty. Um, but at the same time I was already thinking about like kind of in the background, I was, I kind of never shut off that I was like, what's the next panel I was going to draw or like how much time do I have to draw and like how many panels do I have to finish today? So I had like, um, I had also, um, a, what's it called? Oh man, I'm losing my words, but basically like a quota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had five panels a day. So in a way right. that also helped me was giving me like daily markers to actually get it to my goal. Cause I think if I, as I saw, I have to do 32 um, pieces of art um, by the end of this month, like by the end of one month, I was like, I, 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 I can't really fathom that, but because I do have to do five panels a day that really helped me just like, okay, I have to, I, I, it was more like a urgency. Like I sat mm-hmm. down and I started drawing. Cause I knew I had to get those five panels done no matter what. And I had so little time. Um, so a little free time to actually get it done. So I think in my case, that was more like what happened for the motivation so side. Br-
0: okay, I get it. Okay, so you, you just basically mm-hmm. broke down the bigger, bigger picture into smaller actionable yes. steps. That's incredible. Okay, um, mm-hmm. cool. So what right now, uh, I mean, first of all, I want you to share the proper, how can people get to the comic uh, who are listening? Oh, how, yes. how can they find it? Um, um
1: so they can go on my instagram um Marianna monzon art and then there's a little link um, in the bio that they can click on
0: amazing so yeah, i'll definitely have that link below but if not you guys can try and search it and hopefully it'll pop up for you guys um cool and what is now the the next chapter not for the comic but for mariana what is uh what is on your to-do list for upcoming uh projects
1: well, um, I went to university for writing because mostly I really wanted to be able to tell stories. I wanted to learn, like, I my brain was always full of ideas, but I never knew how to put them all concrete and, like, actually write a story that made sense for me uh, on paper. So I went to university just to, like, really grind out my mind and, like, okay, how can I really tell a story? Because I knew how important it was for me to tell that story. So that's why, like, mostly the whole idea of university was to create this comic. So I'm just happy that I got done and, like, I was able to really put that, learning into really good use. Um, So right now, um, I love creative writing. I honestly love creating prompts that like inspire me to create writing. So I kind of been wanting to do um, kind of like a creative writing club, but um, through YouTube or possibly a blog. And so I wanted to be able to inspire others, but also be in a community with others where we can write together, inspire others and like just share um, in a writing community. I think that's something I've always wanted to do Um, so right now I really do want to start like keep my comic in the future to go. However, right now it's just like, I just can't anymore. It's been a little harder having a toddler, but, um, yeah, but I think my ideal right now is I want to write my novel that I've been dreaming for maybe eight years. Um, steampunk world, very excited for it. Um, so right now I'm just writing my novel, but also creating a writing community and I'm just hoping that I can do it knowing that I can do the comic, I feel like I have this like new motivation that I'm like, I could do anything. So I'm hoping to do that.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so for those who are listening, make sure to stay up to date on Mariana's Instagram or any other social media and she'll definitely keep updates on there uh, for all those things to come. Um, Okay, so one other uh, question that I want to ask, since this is a platform for dreamers to tune in, Uh, and get inspired by other people's stories. Is there anything that you would like to add to people listening who might be struggling for starting a dream of theirs, uh, or are at a block of some point? Uh, Just any general tips or anecdotes that you'd like to share?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing that really inspires me and helps me just like feel like my project or my personal idea is worth really taking a hold on is um i don't know if you've tried already but um going forward and talking to friends and family about it um like just really like just giving them your whole mind just like hey this is what i have on my mind this is what i really want to do this is my audience like i feel like having a point a point b again to like why are you doing this like the why is such a big thing for me Um, if i feel like if there's no why then halfway through you're gonna be very dismotivated because you are going to be like okay what's the point of this you, so i i always thought like when you make a project no matter what it is have a very clear why and then go and talk to friends and family about it and see what they think get lots of feedback and then once you're sure of it then just honestly just sit down and do it like i feel like it's it's really hard it's really it's so much easier said than done but like it really is like you just have to get off your mind and just do it and then you'll feel so free that you have finally accomplished that project that you had, so I think that's what my main thing was doing and this comic like it's really just doing that
0: How do you go about actually approaching specific people to share that? why I mean you have to put yourself in a very vulnerable state right it's kinda of, it's like mm-hmm. this baby that's in your mind, and you have to put yeah. it out there for criticism how does that How does that work
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I guess, well, with my comic in particular, um, it was based on cancer. Um, My audience was kids and I really just wanted to inspire others. So I went directly and talked to some nurses that I knew, like people I just really trusted with this information. Um, Doctors, the same doctor that uh, had told me about my diagnosis. I asked him like, what do you think of this? Do you think kids Mm -hmm. would actually read this? And he loved it. I sent him the link. He, He started sharing it with people around him. So I feel like I, ha- I had my audience very clear so i talked to my audience um that Incredible. i was wanting to yeah so i think that was the main thing for me in this case
0: <laughs> right no yeah i'm sure yeah it definitely helped you focus your your energy that's awesome mm-hmm. um all right well mariana it's always a pleasure to talk to you <laughs> and i'm very disappointed that i can not actually come visit or you can't come visit because of the situation in the world But Uh, I wish for all of us, for you and me and the listeners, that we can soon uh, put an end to this bad joke that is Corona and uh, we can all start traveling again and having real coffee conversations and and hangouts with friends. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, thank
1: you so much Abby it was so much fun getting to talk to you and I really miss you and yeah I just I love this podcast and thank you for having me
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks I'd love to have you back again next week so make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast I'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible so once again a big thank you and I'll see you next week Thank Thank you for for watching and and keep keep on dreaming. dreaming!